On today's episode, we sit down with more purveyors of tiny, beautiful books, Eric Binnick and Nick Rossi from Ursus Americanus Press. Welcome to episode 26 of The Chapbook. I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and sometimes full-length books when we're feeling naughty, of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. We started this podcast to celebrate our love of chapbooks, to go behind the scenes of the publishing process, and to highlight the folks who write chapbooks and the folks who make chapbooks. We're excited to have two chapbook makers on the show today. Eric and Nick at Ursus Americanus are publishing beautiful chapbooks, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about their work. Welcome, guys. Let's dive right in. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, guys. It was a beautiful dance, Ross. Uh, well, look, so Eric has revealed that during our intro music, I do possibly the sexiest dad dance that's ever been done in the history of podcasting. <laughs> and one that I am lucky enough to see every single time. Yeah. I don't think I can handle I don't think I can handle that much that much eroticism in my life. Listen, I kept my shirt on for you guys. Thank you. Give us a little background on the origin of Ursus Americanus. I mean, um, Eric, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all, but basically I was already running a, a lit mag with a friend from Chicago. Uh, I was living in Nashville at the time. Eric had just moved back from Portland. I was desperately trying to find somewhere that did poetry events or, or, or books or anything that I thought was cool. And Eric started doing a poetry reading in a punk house. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to go sit in a, a lecture hall at Vanderbilt. So we became friends through that because I kept going to that reading series. And he knew I ran that lit mag and he had an idea to start a chapbook press. I didn't even know what a chapbook was until I met Eric. Uh, I was, I had just moved back to Nashville and was looking for a way to like get involved in sort of like, not, not like necessarily like a literary scene, but like just kind of be involved with the arts community in Nashville. And, uh, there's this great space that's still running, um, called dark matter. Um, so shout out dark matter, um, who let me put on this sort of poetry event monthly, this monthly poetry event that would be like three or four readers. And then usually like a band would play, even though towards the end of that reading series, that sort of dissolved. And um, I charged money at the door, but the money at the door was completely to pay poets for reading, which I thought was like, it felt like, <laughs> like, why is this a novel idea? Um, and I had so many people like tell me like, I can't believe I'm being paid for reading poetry. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, like you would pay a band for playing a show, you know? And, uh, yeah, and I was, I had been wanting to get into publishing for a few years, living in Portland, like really kind of invigorated my sort of, uh, sense of small publishing. Like there's a lot of great small publishing resources out in, out in Portland and had been sort of tossing around the idea of starting like solely a chapbook press because I like the sort of constraints and limitations of the size. And I, I think they're really meaningful and really beautiful and really charming. And I took this idea to Nick and, and, uh, yeah, the rest was kind of history. I, we solicited a good friend of ours and sort of strange joker genius named uh, Daniel, Daniel Pujol, who writes very strange punk music at length. And uh, we, we, <laughs> we published uh, yeah, a, a chat book of his poetry called Mighty Stranger in 2016. And that was our first, uh, that was our first release. And since then we've been had open submission periods and it's kind of 
blossom from there. And so has it always been called Ursus Americanus? Like where did the name come from? Um, I like bears. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. No, it's, it's always been called that. It was, it was called that in my mind before it was even sort of materialized into like a, a real thing. I, um, used to read a lot about bears cause I like bears. Um, and I was reading about the American black bear and I saw the name of Ursus Americanus and, um, uh, I, I loved, I don't know. I just loved the way it fell together. I loved the way the letters sort of like fell together. I could like see almost like a colophon immediately. So yeah, I don't know. It just, it just one of those things that just kind of like struck me and stuck sort of indelibly in my brain. And then I carried it forward and yeah, Nick, Nick helped me realize it. So Eric, as you were giving us that answer, Nick got up, <laughs> grabbed a large brown bear, held it up to the camera. Nick, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you. That was like my my sexy dad dance, you know. <laughs> What's to be between us? <laughs> so okay, so this is the first time we've met you guys, and the thing that I noticed immediately is how much fun you are, and how much fun you seem to have together. That shows up in your books. I think you you mentioned Eric that your first title was from a uh, from a jokester, right? How do you feel like that sense of wit? permeates the the books that you guys publish. I don't really I don't really know. I think the sense of I think the sense of levity keeps Nick and I from being sort of overwhelmed by the process and keeps the fun intact in the process because like it's work, you know, it's labor and it's and and when something's a labor of love, if if you feel like your resources are sort of being depleted or used or you feel like your sort of mission isn't being seen, you know, things can get weird when 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 you when you have a sort of platform that that's attractive to people. And so so the 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 wit and levity and love that kind of streams between Nick and myself keeps 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 things really enriched. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt has this line um, that uh, I I know what's true even when I'm feeling bad, and and Nick keeps me keeps me true even when I'm feeling bad through through levity. <laughs> I I think basically me and Eric are at this point friends first. You know what I mean? Like Eric has went out, came to two weddings of mine this past two years during the pandemic and to the same, to the same person, to the, Nick. Yeah, the same person. Yeah. <laughs> <Had> two weddings. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't get married, get quickly divorced and then have another fucking wedding. I would not have tolerated that. Listen, it's the pandemic. Things are going down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our brains have definitely been uh, melted in very strange and fun ways this past couple of years. But it's like, I think we're asking about the, the levity or just kind of the wit or our pro- and how that affects the approach to the press. I don't think that me and Eric take ourselves to like we take the work seriously. We take the book seriously. We want to make beautiful pieces of art, you know. But I don't think we have any sort of uh, illusions of grandeur or you know overblown egos or, or self-importance about the what we're doing. I mean, we're making tiny books of poetry, not I don't know solving any major issues. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to keep a, a, you have to keep levity or, or humor in the process or yeah, it'll become tedious. You know what I mean? I, li- I like reading books. I don't necessarily like formatting a uh, one page on Microsoft Word for 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like I, my brain's a little broken. So I don't really, when I'm doing that, I'm like, I don't see 45 minutes go by. But at the end of the day, if I'm like, I spent three hours doing something and then we sent it to the author and they didn't dig it, that's like three hours of my life gone. It's nice to be able to know I can I can joke about that kind of thing with Eric. 
because at the end of the day, if the, if this press ever dissolves, I mean, it's not like we will not be in each other's lives. You know what I mean? But, but you know, the, so many of the books that y'all sent me have got just this incredible wit. There's charm. There's an energy. There's an upstart feel to a lot of these books. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my, Michael Chang's Chinatown Romeo is one that I think is wild in all the best ways. Rax King's The People's Elbow. Uh-huh. And and that actually leads me to another question, right? Uh-huh. Y'all have primarily been a poetry press, and yet The People's Elbow is prose. You've got another book of prose just recently. How has it been to be a, a primarily poetry press that's started to move into prose? I think that, I mean, from the jump, we were always a, a poetry outfit, you know what I mean? But we never really place those kinds of restrictions on ourselves. We read everything that comes through the the email. And if it happens to be prose and we dig it and it fits with what we do, we'll take it. Yeah, I think I think like economy of language is something that we care about the most. Mm-hmm. And like Rax's book, I was just I was in love with like the economy of how she dealt with that subject. And some of those recitatives feel like they could have been poems to me. And yeah, like uh, Naomi Washer's like American Girl doll, those sort of blur the line between like essay and poem. So like even our even our even our prosier stuff that we've that we've published still feels in conversation with poetry for me. And it, and I think the constraints that 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 we have for our process and for the things that we publish um, sort of lends itself to shorter form work. So even if it is prose, it's being done in a way that I think speaks to a similar economy and use of language as poetry. Uh Uh, Yeah, I think we basically, like someone reached out on Twitter recently and was like, would you take something that was more of a hybrid form that was kind of, there's, there's photographs, there's charts, there's poems. And I was like, you know, it's sometimes tough because of how small our books are and the materials that we use. Those things are very important to us. We're not going to change that. You're, uh, basically, my approach is it's not really about us. It's about like your work is not going to be given the space or it won't be big. If you have a photograph and it's shrunk down to one inch by a half an inch, like you don't want that. You know, that's not your hope. That's probably not your vision. That's probably not how you see this project coming out in, in, into the real world. And, you know, I, like I said, it's not we don't really place a ton of limits on what you can send us. We just place a ton of limits on ourselves of what we actually put out. Oh yeah, absolutely. In the spirit of the economy of language and in brevity, we've started a new feature in the, the podcast series this season called the quick round. We've got five questions. We're going to come at you pretty quickly and we're looking for just off the top of your head, your initial answer to these questions. We're going to start pretty easy and kind of dive into the work that you guys are doing. So Nick, I'm going to start with you first. Question number one, Uh how do you mark your place in a book? Do you fold down the corner? Do you throw in a random item or do you use an actual bookmark? I, I'm the dumbest of all. I literally don't mark it. And I will just, I will just find, I'll try and remember where I was or I'll stop at the end of like a stop at a chapter or stop at a poem and then flip through and waste a bunch of time next time I open the book. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wish I was lying. <laughs> Eric? Um, this is going to sound completely insane. Um, I remember the page number. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jeff. That's not insane. I totally do that too. <laughs> Question number two, which indie bookstores should listeners definitely know about? We'll start with you, Eric. Molasses Books, Bushwick, New York. Check it out. 
go say hi to Matt. Buy a beer, buy a book. Nick. Quimby's in Chicago. Quimby's in New York is cool too, but my Quimby's in Chicago on North Avenue. That's my favorite. Uh, we love Uncharted. They've been rocking with us since the very beginning. And now that Buddy Bookstore, which is in, eh, you know what? That's not even indie enough. No. Quimby's in Uncharted. Shout out to them. All right. Question number three, Nick, you're up first. What advice do you wish you had when you started Ursus Americanus? Uh, file your taxes every year, no matter how much money you make. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, do that. I wish someone had, I wish I had just had someone I could really talk to who had been through the process before. It's, it was beautiful figuring it out. It's always beautiful figuring it out. That's part of the fun. But I just wish I had somebody that was like, hey, make sure that you register your business this way or something like that. Like something that I think people, whatever, I'm about to talk wild. Yeah, that, that's the advice I wish someone had had. Take, take care of that side of it so that you don't end up down the line like, damn, did I do all the right things? Sure. Eric, what do you think? Um, I don't know about advice. I think that I wish I had a different whole set of like skill sets. Like I think I wish I had like access and knowledge of how to use like a letterpress, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um advice, I don't yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really regret much. It's been it's been nice. It's it's been nice just getting in there and fucking up and figuring oh can I say fuck my <laughs> You did it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that like, I wish I would have had a different sort of set of skills because my set of skills are, you know, like useful, but I would like, I like the tactile process of making books, Uh but I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the headache of, of learning things the hard way too. Mm -hmm. Good question. Number four, we'll start with you, Eric. Who is an underrated writer our listeners should seek out? Somebody that you didn't publish. Man, I don't hear people talking that much about like Cesar Vallejo, but I know, but I know that, but I know that he's like adequately rated. Um, I don't know. I felt I have a lot of people in sort of my community that I, that I think are great writers. Uh, I really like this poet named Ty Little who lives in uh, Richmond, Virginia, though they don't publish very much. And I think a lot of their work is sort of has to do with like somatic space and like performance. So I don't know how you would really like seek their work out. That's the challenge to the listeners, I guess. There you go. Find find Ty Little on uh, social media. All right. Nick, what about you? Um, I don't know if this is breaking the rules because we did have never published Chad's uh, like a like a chat book. And since this is a chat book, we're not really talking about our little online thing that we do. Uh, we have put Chad, a poem of Chad's out on there. But Chad Morgan in Chicago, he's got a book coming out this year with Meekling Press. Meekling is also amazing if your listeners don't know about them. Uh, very inspiring. When I moved to Chicago, Meekling was definitely... Meekling and Long Day Press were the... Those are my homies. So yeah, Chad Morgan, he has some stuff out there online and book coming out this year. Yeah. Shout out Chad Morgan. Chad Morgan's Chad Morgan's for real. All right, Nick, you're up. Question number five. What's one thing a writer shouldn't do when submitting? (laughs) Only one? Um, (laughs) Just the first one that comes to mind. List uh, the hundred different places their poems have been published. Eric? Yes. Also, don't list like, don't just like name drop people that you've appeared in journals with. It's like, it's so gross. It's so absurd. I don't care. (laughs) Awesome. So guys, what is up next for Ursus Americanus? What's on the horizon? Uh, We got two books coming out this year. Uh, One by C, one by Peach Candor. Uh, C's got uh, their friend 
Vincente uh, doing the the art. We, we've been working on those books for a minute. I really want to get those books out. And then we will be looking through our chapbook submissions and choosing our next round of Bear Family. Hopefully going to do some more stuff with Zach Hobbs. Do like a tote bag or something like that. Shout out Zach Hobbs, friend from way back. Definitely look up his art. But yeah, put out the books that we have in the inbox that we're working on and then open up the other folder and choose some more books to make. Um, yeah, at the recording of this, uh, we currently have an open submission period until March 1st, but by the time this airs, it will be closed. So that information is of no use to anyone hearing <laughs> it. You missed the deadline. You fools. You missed yeah, it. Deadlines are so important. That's what we care about. We care about deadlines, the stock market. Yeah. Taxes. Yes. Those are the most important things to us. So we'll definitely be filing our taxes this year. (laughs) Don't even try to audit us, IRS. Please don't. (laughs) That might be my Joker origin story if if (laughs) they come for the the couple thousand dollars we've amassed over the (laughs) last six years. You guys are super lucky because I think our listener base uh, doesn't include the IRS. But the folks that are listening, if they wanted to find you, where can they find you guys online? Um, we're on Twitter, which we don't really use at Ursus Lit. That's basically just, it'll tell you about submission periods and stuff that comes out. And then we're on Instagram at Ursus Americanus Press, which is long, but you'll see us. Our ugly mugs are all over that. Mostly Nick's. Yeah, mostly mine. I'm not going to lie. Nick, Nick really milks the algorithm. He loves it. Uh, yeah, that, that's also something I care about is the algorithm. Oh, I was about to know. I'm not even going to toss that joke out there because that's some, that's some evil, evil bad vibes. We're not talking about NFTs. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> also, our, our Twitter thread, tw- Twitter thread is entirely Nick Rossi as well. I've never once logged into our Twitter. If anything unbecoming shows up on that Twitter thread, <laughs> I have nothing to do with it, even though Nick <laughs> puts my name in shit. <laughs> yeah, I say, this is Eric talking. all right we'll have links to all of that good stuff in today's show notes in the meantime be sure to click subscribe and to get new episodes of the chapbook as soon as they go live we're on stitcher we're on apple podcasts we're on overcast we're on other major pod places with huge celebrities that we don't really (laughs) like but we haven't figured out how to get off of those places yet. We're still working on that. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have a moment, let us know what you think. Rate us five stars and be sure to tell your friends. You can find out what we're up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press or by visiting BullCityPress.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ross White. And you can find me at DC Noah, or you can email us at chatbook at bullcitypress.com. Thanks so much to Ursus Americanus for being with us today on the show. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having us. 